You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Body Bags with Joseph Scott Morgan. You know, over the course of my career, as a medical legal death investigator in Atlanta and New Orleans. I've had many people that have come up to me and asked me, what's, what's the most bizarre case that you've ever heard of? Well, today I want to tell you about one of those cases. It's a case I've known about for some time. It's a case involving the murder of Andre Daigle in New Orleans. I'm Joseph Scott Morgan, and this is body bags. 
Joining me today is my good friend Jackie Howard, executive producer of Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Jackie, tell us about Andre's death. 27-year-old Andre Daigle decides to go out to a bar after a long week of work. The 27-year-old shoots some pool and starts a flirtation with a woman at the bar. As the night progresses, so does the flirtation, and the woman invites Daigle back to her apartment. But what Daigle does not know is that she is a lure. She is a plant intending to bring a person not necessarily Daigle, but a man back to the apartment for her boyfriend and his friend to kill. After they get to the apartment, Daigle passes out because of the alcohol that he has consumed. And at that time, two men come out of the bedroom and begin the process of murdering Daigle. So this is a case that is indeed bizarre, but it's not just a case that you've heard about. You worked this case, Joe. Yeah, I did. This was literally right at the beginning of my career when dinosaurs were on the earth. And what's really interesting, it wasn't just me. It was a bevy of investigators. And at the end, this case wound up involving about five different jurisdictions. But, you know, we we were discussing Andre Daigle's death, and it, it was kind of bizarre, this this person that essentially lured him uh, in was a young lady by the name of Thelma Horn. And she resided with these two other fellows. One guy's name is Michael Phillips, who was her boyfriend. He's, he's only about 21 years old. And then you got this old crusty ex-con and I say old and kind of with a grin. He's only 24. His name was Charles Gervais. And he, he had kind of lured both Phillips and horn into this interesting uh, little triumvirate uh, of theirs. They they had designs on becoming um, members of organized crime. And at the time of Andre's killing, their goal was not just to see what it would be like or if they could, in fact, kill a man, but their goal was also to prove how tough they were because not only were they going to demonstrate that they could commit a homicide and I'm talking about a, this was it's up there in in my cases um with its level of brutality um and callousness because you know Andre was just random they they set out to specifically pick a man to do this to it had to be a man because keep in mind, as we'd mentioned, Thelma was the bait. She went in just trying to attract someone and boy, she took him hook, line and sinker. They left that bar that night, Mitchell's lounge, uh, in Kenner, Louisiana. They, they left that bar that night in his truck. And she had just merely said, Hey, why don't we, uh, why don't we go for a drive? And the next thing you know, they both wind up at her apartment and you know, you can imagine. I mean, he's he's attracted to her. She's showing interest in him. Been buying beers. He's had a few. And, of course, he gets back to the apartment. And the way the story kind of spun out was that she had told him, look, I, I've I've got a friend in the back bedroom I've got to go check on. And goes back there to check on him. And the next thing you know, he's passed out on the sofa. And very soon thereafter, hell followed. 
Michael Phillips and Charles Gervais, as you said, set out to kill someone, anyone, a random person. But what they found out that it wasn't as easy as they thought it was going to be. They ended up using several methods to kill Andre. They started out with a claw hammer. Can you paint a picture for me of what a claw hammer is, Joe? Well, a claw hammer is just a, it's a standard carpenter's hammer, you know, uh, and there's there's various sizes of these things. You know, they have different weights to them. I, you know, people might be familiar with something that's called a finishing hammer, which tends to be a bit heavier. Uh, use it for framing houses and for doing all, all manner of things, but it's got a hook on the back of it, you know, the two claws, the two prongs that make up a claw to pull nails out with. And, of course, it's got the blunted end that you drive nails with. And over the course of my career, I've seen any number of injuries that result from an attack with a hammer. And you just don't have those surfaces. You know, if you think about looking down the long axis of a hammer, the first thing you think about is that uh, – the end of it, that's about the size of, say, in between uh, the size of a diameter, between the size of a, a nickel and a quarter, okay, depending upon the size of the of the hammer. And it's blunt. It's got a smooth, smooth surface. And then it's got these little rounded edges. But then the nasty bits are where the claw is. You know, you got these two uh, protruding um, sharp edges that leave, when you strike with those, they leave very definitive marks behind. So, you won't just get like a solid uh, blunt force contusion that's left behind. Say, for instance, if you strike somebody with the blunted end, you'll get these really nasty injuries that are what are referred to as uh, penetrative injuries because those those little claws, those little prongs, they actually act as incising instruments where they're digging in. It's almost like a bilateral stab wounds. And to even make this further, uh, quite ghastly is that when that hammer is dug in with the claw aspect of it, it has to be retrieved and pulled out and it's leveraged generally by lifting it. So anything that's caught beneath the surface of the skin, any kind of muscle, any kind of connective tissue, bone even, if you strike it, as you're pulling that thing out in this fevered moment, you can take some of that with you. So it's very, it's a very horrible type of death, as you can imagine. Um, you know, I remember seeing Andre's body. Uh, I'd gone to the morgue and it was actually, the autopsy was actually done in the Orleans Parish morgue under the direction of Dr. McGarry. That was, uh, he's, he's deceased now, but he, he was the forensic pathologist that conducted the examination at the old coroner's office in New Orleans, which actually happened to be in the basement of the courthouse. And the room was filled with people. Uh, because there were so many jurisdictions involved in this case. And, and this examination took quite some time. It was, uh, the injuries were quite extensive. I'm going to make a very easy assumption, Joe. What you're telling me is these men used both ends of that hammer on Andre. Yeah, that, that would be the case. And this is, it's further complicated by this fact. Um, his body had been down. It had been down for a while, and he, you know, given the fact that um, that his body was eventually found outdoors in very hostile environment, and when I say hostile, I'm talking about the environment itself. Remember, South Louisiana is is so very hot, particularly this time of year. 
his body was decomposed to the point uh, where, you know, you could still appreciate the injuries. Don't get me wrong. It's, it's not like his remains are skeletonized or anything. However, um, it's compromised to the point where, uh, where McGarry could not, he could not make a determination as to the exact number of injuries, but he opined at the time that he thought that it was at least 10 blunt force injuries. And you're going to have a mix of these when you're talking about a hammer. And one of the fascinating things about uh, someone being attacked with so-called claw hammer is that you've got all of these surfaces that are involved. And, uh, you know, we have that deleting uh, surface that most people think about with a hammer, you know, uh, that literally knocks nails through wood or any other kind of surface. And then you have the claw side that you use to pull out uh, nails, for instance, or, or break things apart. But then you have sides as well that are very linear. And, you know, if you think about the profile of, say, that claw, it's got a curved shape. And I've seen many times where people will twist the hammer in their hands and hit people literally with the side of the hammer, if you can imagine that. And they'll have these weird arcing shaped insults, uh, contused areas over the sea. And you'll get like what we refer to as kind of a commingling of injuries. So you'll see the the kind of coin shape where the, the hammer strike takes place. Then you can see the claws that are penetrating. And then you can see the kind of arcing shape that's left behind by the side profile of the hammer. It's It really takes a long time to kind of make your way through these injuries. And when you begin to think about you, you throw decomposition artifact in, in on top of that and the body's changing colors and all these sorts of things. You really have to be careful when you're trying to interpret these things because you don't know what's exactly going on. But the, the interesting thing about it, I think, is that dependent upon how the hammer itself is oriented, you can kind of begin to tell a story about the movements of the perpetrator and sometimes even the movements or reactions of the victim as they're being struck. Joe, you mentioned blunt force injuries, but wouldn't it be, but wouldn't if you have a claw hammer and both sides of the hammer is being used, you would not only have blunt force injuries, but wouldn't you have sharp force injuries too? Jackie, have you been studying in our off time? Sounds like you have been. I'll tell you what. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. That's a great pickup because, you know, when and we talk about this on body bags, don't we? You know, when you've got blunt force and you think about, you know, kind of the leading coin shaped uh, impact area, uh, that's not going to break the surface of the skin most of the time. You know, now it will. It, it will. If you strike, say, for instance, on somebody's shoulder blade, you can tear the skin. And that's what's called a laceration. Lacerations are related to blunt force trauma. That's a ripping of the skin. But but with sharp force, remember, think about that claw as it's leading, okay? Those edges along those prongs are very sharp. So you have a sharp force injury. And what, what do we talk about when we talk about sharp force? Well, we talk about stab wounds, you know, where people are actually stabbed with a knife. We have chopping wounds, um, which can uh, look like a machete, or an axe, and you have slices where if you think about the the leading edge of the knife, like if someone takes a steak knife and drags it through somebody's hand, demonstrating uh, defensive injuries. So there's a whole category of sharp force injuries. And of course, the hammer with a claw would certainly fit into that category as well. 
I'm Joseph Scott Morgan, and a big shout out to Astapro for sponsoring this episode and providing free samples. I live in an area where allergies are a day-to-day issue, and finding an over-the-counter option for relief is like the holy grail. I use Astapro, and I strongly recommend you give it a try. Astapro is a first-of-its-kind nasal allergy spray, and it's the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes, while other allergy sprays can take hours. Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. Astapro and go. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Years ago, when I got out of my field full-time, I was diagnosed with PTSD. I had sleep disorder. I had depression. And for me, I had to turn to someone to talk to, somebody that could aid me along the path to healing, to restore me to that person that maybe I was at one point in time, to make me better for not just myself, but my family. If you're thinking about therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You can do this anytime that you like. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com bags today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com slash bags. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. To say that, that the death of Andre Daigle was a very dark chapter in certainly in my investigative history is is pretty accurate I, you know I don't know that I've uh, I think maybe a lot of it has to do with the fact that I was so young when I became involved in this case and it, it kind of marked me at that moment in time the things that I had seen Jackie when Michael Phillips and Charles Gervais started this attack on Andre Daigle it was not successful with the claw hammer he was still alive he still had movement in his body so they moved on to strangulation and they started with a coat hanger. Yeah, this is new territory uh, for for these two. And, you know, you can't you can't forget about uh, Horn either. The, the woman who who lured Andre into the situation in the first place. You begin to you know consider uh, they're they're attempting to prove that they're capable of doing this. And I think the level of brutality that this thing extended to goes to the impression they're trying to create. So they, they've got this man, this poor defenseless man. And by the way, you know, Andre had a family, you know, he, he had lots of, of, uh, of cousins and brothers and sisters and people that truly loved him. And they were very, very tight knit family. Um, and he was just out to have a good time that night and he just got selected, but you know, these three, this terrible trio injected into Andre's life, this this level of horror that I don't think any of us can even begin to comprehend. And what is so terrible about this is that after they had been beating Andre with this hammer, um, he was still he still probably had some kind of agonal respirations. They had not successfully beaten him enough. And both of these individuals uh, both Gervais and uh, as well as Phillips, they took turns. They took turns doing this. I guess both of them wanted to get their hands dirty. And they concluded that they still had to do something else because in in their eye, he was still alive. So they started out with a hanger. Now, you know, I've seen in the movies, I think, uh, a couple of times where hangers have been utilized in order to kind of, uh, be fashioned into almost like a, a garrote, if you will, where the hands are crossed essentially and the, the hanger is put across the anterior aspect of the neck. That's the front of the neck and then squeezed down. And again, if you don't have a lot of experience doing that sort of thing, and I don't know who out there actually does, um, it would be very difficult. And they attempted to do this, you know, in later reports, it turned out. Um, and so when that did not work, they actually took um, an electrical cord that had, I believe, had been attached to a vacuum cleaner, and they wrapped it around his neck, and they used it as ligature and began to choke him out. And then apparently this is what finally, you know, uh, took Andre out. Now, you know, we're talking about injuries. You begin to think about these strikes that you have, this blunt force trauma, which, you know, it's got all kinds of little nuances to it. Well, these strangulation marks do as well. You know, you, you take a rigid hanger, for instance, 
And, you know, compared to an electrical cord, a metal coat hanger, or even a wooden coat hanger for that that matter, has a level of rigidity to it that, say, uh, a coated electrical cord does not. So when you lay uh, this kind of rigid uh, wire surface or wooden surface across the throat, it's going to leave a very distinctive mark. Um, and it will not continue on around the neck, say like a cord would. So you would have a very specific area, let's say only uh, maybe four to five inches of that coat hanger is going to involve that surface of the neck. And it'll be very, you'll have what's referred to as focal hemorrhage. And it'll be very linear. It'll match up. It's, it's very simple. It just matches up with the margins, as they say, the borders of the instrument being used. Now, you look at something like a flexible ligature, like an electrical cord, and this can be wrapped all the way around the throat. So you'll have a mark that'll go all the way around, and the hemorrhage might not be as significant as it would be, say, if you had a firm surface, but there still will be hemorrhage. And you can actually, you know, one of the things that we can actually do at autopsy, if we have the ligature, we can actually match that up uh, to a certain degree with the injury. If we get the dimensions of that ligature that's used, say a standard electrical appliance cord, and measure that relative to the flexible ligature mark that's been left behind, and it can be damning evidence when it finally goes to court. The perpetrators were watching Andre Daigle. He still had a certain type of respiration. What was that, Joe? Yeah, it's a it's an agonal respiration. And if folks will just think, okay, let's put it to let me put it to you this way: if you're being attacked say with like a hammer, blunt force trauma, uh, you're being struck about the head. Well, if those injuries are, say, only located in the front to the top of the head, all right, and you don't injure the backside down what we refer to as kind of the uh, where the autonomic nervous system is kind of housed, you know, kind of our wiring that controls our breathing and our heartbeat and all that sort of stuff the higher functions of the brain are going to shut down, but yet your heart will still continue to beat. You'll still respire. Now the quality of life is not going to be there, but that kind of primal thing that's going on, that part of the brain has not been impacted necessarily by the blunt force trauma. So you can actually have someone that has been severely beaten and even have a depressed skull fracture. And, you know, this happens in car accidents all the time, you know, where people will be, uh, you know, life flighted in and they have severe head trauma, but it will not have impacted uh, kind of the the uh, brainstem as much. And so they still have the ability to to breathe, for instance, but their higher brain functions are not there. And you can still get these kind of movements that come about. And that's probably what they were witnessing at that point in time. They're thinking, oh, my God, here we are. We've beaten this guy. We've got a bloody mess on our hands now. How do we go about finishing this guy off? And poor Andre, you know, he's laying there. Can you imagine on that dirty, filthy apartment floor, carpeted surface, there's spots of blood everywhere. You know, this has been going on now from what we were able to tell. This may have gone on, Jackie, for as long as four hours. And finally, they mercifully, they decided to end his life at that moment in time. I don't know truly how much mercy was involved in it because it's absolutely horrific. But finally, his life ended. In looking at the damage that was caused to Andre Daigle's skull, being beaten with the hammer, his skull would bend 
in multiple pieces in being beaten with the back end, the claw of the hammer. As we pointed out, it would have dug through the skull into the tissue, the brain below. So the damage to the brain and the body systems were irreparable. The likelihood that Andre Daigle would have survived this, even if he hadn't been choked, is pretty slim and would have been a slow, agonizing death. Yeah, again, if his pain centers were still working, it, it, it would have been. And I don't know what his level of awareness was. And hopefully, hope to God that it wasn't there. Even if he had survived, I don't know what the quality of his life would have been at. If they had just said, you know, they just called it at that moment in time, said, we've done wrong here. Let's get an ambulance over here. I, you know, as much trauma as I saw that had been inflicted, um, uh, to Andre's head at that, you know, as a result of, of those blunt force blows, I don't see how he could have survived. And probably eventually if they had just left the body alone, uh, he would have finally succumbed because, it, you know, if nothing else, as a result of this trauma, all the little micro vessels around his, his brain and in the, even what we call the dura, the dura sac that encompasses the brain, um, it, you would have, those would have ruptured. So blood would have begun to, uh, encompass the brain and eventually the brain literally strangulates, um, because of all of the pressure that's on the brain at that point in time. So you're just leaching out this blood. He probably would have eventually died, but they saw, I think these agonal respirations, they probably saw some movement twitching on his part. And uh, they decided to go ahead and essentially choke him out to the point where he couldn't respire any longer. And he finally died. You can strangle the brain. Yeah. And it's it's kind of a it's not. Well, yeah, it's kind of a euphemistic term uh, that's used by many forensic pathologists. Um, And essentially what it means is that the the brain as a result of um, lack of oxygenated blood and also the swelling or edema that sets in uh, essentially shuts down all of the functions of the brain can no longer process like it should process because it's being inhibited by all of this trauma. So oxygen's not getting to where it needs to get to. And, you know, out of every organ in the body, the brain probably requires more oxygen than any other organ in the body. Okay, you know, the heart and the lungs are essentially there to service the brain so the brain can tell the rest of the body what to do. And I know that's overly simplified, but it it is, you know, this reason it's called the nerve center. It's kind of our onboard computer that tells us exactly that tells our body exactly what to do. You know, even these things that we're not conscious of, like our heart beating and breathing and, uh, you know, blinking of the eyes and all these sorts of things, you know, down to the smallest little detail in our life. And if that's compromised in any way, in any way, you have major problems. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. 
you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now wherever you're listening. So you want to prove how tough you are. So you have your girlfriend go and essentially attract this young man, unaware of what is waiting for him around the corner. You have her bring him back to the apartment and then you beat him to death. That was the next step, Joe, to dispose of the body. Yet we know that it did not happen immediately. How did they dispose of the body, Joe? How do you get rid of a man who's been murdered in an apartment? Yeah, and we're we're not talking about some tiny little guy. We're talking about a big, robust man that worked with his hands. He was a, Andre was a carpenter um, and a very good carpenter. You know, he he left behind in his wake 
a tremendous amount of blood. Uh, they'd been beating on him for a couple of hours, according to reports. He'd bled out on the on the carpet floor. As a matter of fact, um, you know, I think that at one point in time, the next day, the landlord, who the these three had been dodging for a while because they were being threatened with eviction, actually came up to the apartment uh, on a surprise visit. He noticed red substance on the carpet. They said that they had been painting. They're going to clean that up. And, you know, of course, they they dodged him at that moment in time. But, you know, the question is, what happened to Andre? Well, these three, they make the decision that they have this. There's a homemade sofa already in this little apartment. And it's, it's rather, rather robust in size. And they get the idea until we can decide where to put Andre's body, we're going to put him in the sofa. Uh, I'd never encountered this before, but they took. Andre's body took down curtains in the apartment and wrapped his body in these curtains. All right. To try to, I guess, to try to stem blood flow or the seepage of blood because he's deceased. There's not going to be blood flow, but it's seepage of blood after death. And then they placed him in the bottom of the sofa. And in order to contain him within it, they took uh, slats of wood and nailed them over the base, you know, over the bottom of the sofa to contain his body in there. And then you know what they did? They went over to the thermostat. I guess they knew enough science to do this. They went over to the thermostat and turned that thermostat down as far as it can go. Now, keep in mind, um, I lived in New Orleans for a long time. Air conditioners struggle (laughs) during the summer. You know, and many times it doesn't matter how powerful the air conditioner is. It struggles because it's so bloody hot and and humid. So they knew that they were going to have a problem on their hands. And, you know, later it was reported that they said they they didn't want his body to stink, as it were. But they knew, as many people do, that wind up committing a heinous crime like this involving a body. They know that they need to try to put as much distance between themselves and essentially what turns out to be the fruits of their evil labor. Several things you mentioned in there, Joe, Louisiana and the heat. How did that play into the disposal of this body, given that wood and fabric, very porous on both counts? So this makeshift coffin would not have been airtight, allowing, depending on where the sofa was disposed of, allowing water, allowing the heat, allowing animals, bugs to contribute to the decomposition. So how would that have all played in together? Yeah, this is one of the fascinating elements. You know, this the homicide itself uh, took place in Jefferson Parish, Louisiana. Remember, Louisiana doesn't have counties, they have parishes. And in the town of Kenner, Louisiana, which is a town within Jefferson Parish, but they decided they Gervais and uh, and Phillips that they're going to take poor Andre's truck. He had a black pickup truck. They're going to take his truck, which of course he came home uh, with horn in um, downstairs, parked in the parking lot, and put that sofa in the back of that truck. And they're going to travel down the road to another parish. They're going to have to cross essentially. Uh, the spillway, as it's referred to as in, in New Orleans, the Bonkiri spillway, 
uh, along I-10 across the western end of Lake Pontchartrain. Everybody's heard of, of Lake Pontchartrain. And they have to wind up, and they finally wind up in a place called Laplace. And people that are not from South Louisiana, many times they'll call it Laplace, and it, that's the way it's spelled, but it's Laplace. And they pulled off of the road. They took an exit. They actually exit number seven. And they went down a little dirt road. And as you can imagine, you're adjacent to uh, to Lake Pontchartrain. There's swamps all around, and it's very, very swampy. It's very hot. It's very buggy. Okay. And what they did is they took the sofa containing Andre's body. And remember, they wrapped him up inside these curtains and then nailed him essentially. Uh, some people have re- reported it as being sewn in uh, to the base of this of this sofa. I've never seen anything like it in my life. And dumped his body out there in those swamps and left him there. And then once they had accomplished that task, they drive off. But keep in mind, um, bodies in South Louisiana or, or in Florida, any kind of tropical, subtropical environment begin to break down very quickly. And, you know, at a even at a molecular level, decomposition, it, it's almost impossible to stem decomposition. I don't care where you are. It happens. Cells begin to break down. But it's it's uh, accelerated in these tropical, subtropical environments. Because as we know from science classes when we're young, uh, every experiment that we've ever done in chemistry or physical science always begins with heat, doesn't it? Okay. And so you got a lot of that down there. You got a lot of heat. So the moment that they would have exited that apartment, which remember they had jacked that that temperature all the way down in there uh, to try to get it as cold as possible. Remember, they said they didn't want him to stink. Uh, They put him in the back of that truck and all the while, all the while, at a molecular level, at a cellular level, his body's beginning to break down. It's beginning to break down as they're going down the road because of the heat. This is June. It's very hot, trust me. And finally, when they get out there to to this location, they put him on the side of the road and leave him there. And all the while, um, Andre's remains are beginning to break down all of the evidence that is there on his body is beginning to be compromised to a great degree. Remember when we were talking about his examination by McGarry at, at the Orleans Parish Coroner's office, um, those insults or injuries that he has sustained have begun to change. You know, they, they change in color, uh, in how they're presenting, and the environment impacts how you wind up examining the body to a great degree. It makes you, you, you try to be as careful as you can at autopsy, you know, with evidence and trying to document everything, but you have to take even more care because there's kind of this, uh, it's like observing life through a foggy lens, if you will. It, it's harder to appreciate and decomposition works that way. It, it hides things many times. So that's why if you have a decomposing body as, as horrible as it is to be around and trust me, it, it is, uh, um, it, it, it gets into everything. It, it impacts the way you, you, you conduct yourself in this environment. But it also demands of the individuals participating in this examination to stay longer. It's counterintuitive to everything you want to do. You know, you you think about being around uh, being around a a human body to begin with people that aren't normally used to being around the deceased. You don't want to stay there any longer. You have to people try to exit as quickly as they can. I've seen it happen over and over and over again. How much more so does that does that impact you when you're around a body that is decomposed? So when you're in this environment, because the tissue is so compromised, 
you have to take your time. You have to be very, very careful as you're conducting this examination because you're only going to get one shot. And I, I want all of our listeners to remember this. The longer, the longer you stay with the body doing this examination, the more careful you are, the, it, it lessens the odds that you're going to have to go back and revisit something because once that body has left the morgue, once the body's off the table and it's put into a body bag and the funeral home takes it away, that body's either cremated or buried. It's gone forever and ever. You can't go back and recapture that moment. So you have to be very, very careful. And that's, that's what they had to do at the Orleans Parish morgue on that day. After all the horror that these three impacted uh, Andre's family with, the sudden taking of his life and this horrible disposal of his remains with such disrespect. Finally, finally, law enforcement down in South Louisiana put the handcuffs on all three, and all three were eventually convicted and wound up serving life sentences in Louisiana state prisons. I'm Joseph Scott Morgan, and this is Body Bags. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender.